Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Drink it in, Drink it in, drink it in, drink it in now. Detroit Kool-Aid. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers. What's going on, everybody? It is Saturday, about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We are in the fifth round of the NFL draft, about 10 picks before the Lions go. So I thought I'd jump on the audio here, uh, going solo. Choppy is uh, tending to some family and personal business today. So I'm running the Google Sheet. I'm running the DTO scouting office. I'm doing my thing. And uh, lots of lots of players coming off the board that are uh, both unexpected or kind of under the radar type guys at this point. But I definitely have some targets for the Lions that I want to tell you guys about going to try to keep up to date with what's going on here a little bit as well but um first off I want to talk about uh round th- you know 2 and 3 yesterday a little bit so you know Josh Pascal kind of an interior five technique defensive tackle edge rusher came off the board you know me and Chops uh, as our live reaction it wasn't one of the guys that we had you know in our little stack there he wasn't a guy that I spent a ton of time on in the process I did hear some buzz on him and Gosh, he's one of those guys I would go back and read up on, and man, he's uh, he's fun, you know, uh, very very fun to watch. Uh, explodes off the football, great kid, you know, a guy that can play, you know, the edge spot. You can move him inside on passing downs. He gets after the quarterback, tackles for loss, you know, all these different things. So he quickly became one of my favorites um, when I really dug into him a bit more and the pop in his hands, the physicality, the interview he did, he just seemed like a great teammate across the board. So I I really warmed up to that totally and think that's going to be a tremendous pick for the Lions. Uh, He's a guy too that doesn't have to come in and be some star right away. They can just get him out on the football field, let him do what he does. But I would think... You know, in his first two to three years, he'll grow into a nice role and could become a fan favorite. So that's my quick take on Pascal now that I've had a little more time to digest and dig into him a little bit. Um, 
you know, going into that, that third round, late in the third round, pick 97, where they took Kirby Joseph, you know, that was... That was a that was a good pick as well. I mean, good value at the time. Kirby Joseph had been talked about to the Lions. Lions needed a safety. Kirby Joseph's the kind of guy who gets his hands on a lot of footballs. He's pretty gritty and grimy, plays special teams, former receiver, so he has like those ball skills that the Lions current players just don't seem to have for whatever reason. Um, so, so I really like it. Even uh, the interview I saw with him, I like his mentality. He seems like another guy, like a Brad Holmes, a football player, but a guy that has personality. Man, he's gonna, he's gonna be, uh, just get along great with his teammates. He's gonna have a lot of juice, I think, when it's all said and done. And uh, I like him as well. You know, a couple drawbacks. You know, you go back to that pick at 46. You know, you could have had Jaquan Brisker at Penn State. Uh, that guy has a lot of buzz that he loves football. He eats, sleeps, and breathes. And it was a big need at that point. So that was a guy that I selected and that Chops had as his, his top guy as well. And that would have been one that I would have thought made a lot of sense there. You know, some other players, even the quarterbacks, and, and things were still there at that point. But I think everyone's going to be very happy with Josh Pascal, as well as Kirby Joseph. You know, in regards to my Lions picks, I took Kate Otten, who went um, kind of earlier in that fourth round there to Tampa Bay, just kind of a all-around do-it tight end. And I feel like the Lions are playing risky business, just betting on Hawkinson and Wright and who knows who else to sort of fill in that role. They must not value it very much, which is fine. You know, that's understandable if they don't. So, um, love what the Lions have done with those first, you know, they got uh, they got Hutch, they got Jameson, um, being able to pick up Pascal and Kirby. They're filling needs, they're getting culture guys, they're getting good character guys, they're getting somebody that um, can fit right in with this team and can kind of grow into a role. You, you got to like all that, no question. So, um, you know... It's just uh, it's it's been an exciting draft. You can't wait to see these guys get on the football field and uh, and keep this thing rolling. So we'll definitely be doing some kind of wrap-up shows and looking into some things um, in more depth. But I just wanted to do this live reaction as, as it's closer to the Lions pick at 177. They got a pick at 181. And I believe they still have that later sixth rounder at 218 as well. So... I mean, drink in what the Lions are doing, everybody. I mean, drink some of that Detroit Kool-Aid. Drink it in, man. Side of cornbread. Cornbread. Make it a double. Cornbread. <laughs> um, but let, let's get into who they might take coming up here. I'm looking at the the TV feed, 167. The Dallas Cowboys just selected. So we are 10 picks away. And, you know, when I when I've been looking at... If I just throw names out at you, like we're sitting here again, it's a little hard to piece together what they've done, what else they need to do versus, you know, my picks that I've made. But if we're looking at what the Lions have done, we know their current guys who I just went over. So names that I highlighted are just players I like at possible positions of need. Uh, Barno, the edge um, athletic type guy from Virginia Tech. You've got... Justin Ross, wide receiver, Clemson. Now, I don't think they need a receiver, but this kid's 6'4", 210, and was electric starting his college career, and then he was said he had this crazy back injury that might end his career. 
but he came back and he's out there and I haven't heard any big red flags about him. Uh, McKinley, the third, that's my boy, the safety from Oregon, leader type. You guys have seen me take him in, in a lot of mock drafts. Obviously, the Lions have already dipped into safety as well as I took Brisker with my picks. But McKinley is a guy I really like. You know, we have the Carson Andersons of the world and everybody else on the Twitters first. Just linebacker, 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 linebacker. Lions need linebacker. I mean, the two names I have for you, again, these aren't in any real type of order. Um, Beavers, the kid from Cincinnati. Damone Clark, linebacker LSU. Here, here's what you got to know about Damone Clark. He has a like back surgery, I believe it was. He's basically going to miss this entire season. But when I was doing research and looking into things, Shep, our linebacker um, coach with the Lions, um, knows this kid, works with him, trains with him, knows him. Um, I I don't know if you can even just wait and risk it and try to wait till around six to get this kid, but really good upside. And even if you have to miss the entire season, it's getting to the point where that could be decent value. So he's on my radar. Let's see who else. Jack Sanborn. He had a, um, some really intriguing numbers. Linebacker Wisconsin. You know, the other linebackers got more pub, but Sanborn had really good numbers as well as some crazy stat. I want to say it was with tackles for loss or some type of stat where he was just heads and shoulders above everybody else. I wish I had that in front of me or remembered it. But, um, you know, he's a curious prospect. Uh, Mike Rose is an outside backer from Iowa State that I like that's still out there. Um. So kind of my top three targets as we get a few more picks away from them being on the clock, Vernon McKinley, the safety, Beavers, the linebacker, and then Kingsley Inigbari, edge player, South Carolina, 6'4", 260-some pounds. Um, you know, in our default-type rankings that we're using here this year, I mean, he's 57 overall. I mean, we're, at, we're about to be at pick 177, so... You know, you could say, well, what's wrong, or there must be an issue, but just might be great value to at this point. I mean, the Lions have already added a couple rush players, and they have quite a few on the roster, but that's just kind of value that you might peek at. So, you know, Sam Howell went to um, he went to Washington here recently. So there's not that quarterback intrigue necessarily. I know there's some people that like might like Carson Strong. Got the medical concerns and kind of a big pocket passer. He can throw the football, though. There's no question about that. Um, JoJo Doman is another linebacker from Nebraska. That's somewhat intriguing. Mikhail Wright, that's a cornerback from Oregon that I had... Um, highlighted in, in in my personal kind of stacks that I didn't mind. And, and then you get into if you want to wait or if the Lions want to double dip on safeties, you've got Bubba Bolden from Miami. He's a big physical, looks like a pro, but doesn't always play like one. And then you've got Brad Hawkins from Michigan. We also have an intriguing skill player, Ty Chandler, running back from North Carolina, he formerly at Tennessee. He, um, he's got some juice and put up some nice numbers this year. You got one of the best names in the draft, Smoke Monday. <laughs> I mean, he's got to be on the all-name team in the NFL draft. And he's got some swag and some ability, um, some size to him. So, 
you know, those are kind of some of the names. Uh, you know, right now, I kind of tweeted it out. So my Oakery, Lions, On the Clock, Detroit Kool-Aid cast picks so far have been Hutch. I called Jamison Williams before the Lions made the pick on the clock. I took Brisker as my safety at pick 46. Kate Otten, the tight end from Washington at 97. So I'm definitely looking to fill rush player, backer, double dip on safeties. You know, part of me was like considering like a, a Pierce at running back or... The other kid, I like the kid from BYU, Tyler Algier, um, that went. He he was intriguing to me. Kyron Williams was falling down the board. He's kind of a pass-catching type guy. Um, Tyler Batty, I really just don't think the Lions need any type of running backs. Even if they were like, hey, this guy fills a role, we can find a way to use him. It just doesn't make a bunch of sense to me. You know, they, they seem to have that covered both with skill sets and quantity of players i'm curious if craig will come back craig reynolds will come back and be able to make plays like he did previously you know the corners just peeking over my corners here you know woolen was a guy liked he went here recently that would have been intriguing to get a 6'4 210 pound corner that runs four four two four three um but there's there's you know a million corners left just nobody that's jumping out to me necessarily. Oh, Justin Ross would be the big skill player that would be risky but could have high upside. The Lions just have so many receivers. I couldn't see them going that route. Ellis Brooks is another linebacker from Penn State. To consider he's a bit farther down the board. But like I say, unless they go, I'm probably going to pick between McKinley Beavers and Enik Bari for, for my selections. And again, who knows really what Brad Holmes is thinking. Ty Chandler, the running back from Carolina, just went to guess who? The Vikings. Um, every year, I swear, I mean, people act like, oh, the NFC North, it is what it is. Or, you know, it doesn't have the best quarterbacks. Every year recently, I feel like that the Vikings... You know, Bears and uh, those Cheddarheads are always taking players I like, you know, people that I want to have. It's um, it's a little bit frustrating, i got to admit. So, uh, you know, these are still important picks for the Lions. These are still good players out there. Obviously, most fans and people have sort of checked out after that first round one, round two type thing because it's... It is a little bit difficult to know some of these guys um, top to bottom. Again, I don't claim to know everything about a whole bunch of these guys, but I definitely do have just kind of targets, people I've I've heard through the grapevine and read up on and saw some things I like and thought could help the team. And sometimes it's just positional, you know. You're just trying to get positions that you need or that are valuable and hope these some of these kids pan out. So, you know, we're at 171 right now, and really Ty Chandler's really the only guy that went off that I was um, considering in my little bit, bunch of names I read off to you there. Um, one thing that's intriguing, too, about Beavers, the outside backer from Cincy, it, it, it at least notes here on my list that I have that he's 
at least designated as a redshirt sophomore. So I don't know if if that's that whole COVID year didn't count, so he would be more of a junior type. But anytime you can get a redshirt sophomore, if that's a legit designation, he's young. You know, that's a young football player only really being on campus for three seasons there, the redshirt year and then two football seasons. And now he's in the draft. And that's something that's valuable to me. I saw the other day, Jamison Williams is 21 years old. You know, um, that's that makes him even better just because you can bring him along and get him into that second contract and, and, and let him make plays. So just very exciting, very good draft for the lions. And and if you go watch Kirby Joseph and Josh Pascal's interviews, I think you guys will fall in love with them. And, and then they do have to go out and, and make plays on the football field and work hard and find their role. We get that, but Players that have traits that fit and that are good interviews and good teammates are going to be something that we root for here in Detroit. So we are at pick 171 and still got the guys that I mentioned on the board. So only two, four, about five, six picks here. Lions picking at 177 if they stay there. So five picks until they will be on the clock. And just talking through those names, I mean, I think because I've already taken a safety, even though I love McKinley so much and I wouldn't mind double dipping, my stack right now is going to be Beavers, um, Enigbare, McKinley um, is just how I'm going to set it here now. Taking uh, Beavers to me is a little bit risky, but... Uh, Damone Clark is listed as as a, that inside backer where Beavers is an outside. So you could get Beavers now based on him being highly ranked and him being young and him being on a good defense. You know, since he was no joke, we know that they were in the college football playoff. They play for that uh, coach of theirs that's kind of a red ass um, and, and doesn't you know preach his team first and and hustle and and gritty football. So that that's a plus for me as well. And gosh, I mean, I just love Deshaun Elliott so much that I feel like I don't want to kill him by taking two safeties and then him not getting a chance. I would like to see him get a chance out there. So you could maybe get Beavers now, um, see how the board falls for that next pick in the fifth round, and then get uh, get Clark later than that. Actually, we got the fifth round and those two sixths coming up. So. You know, maybe you could get Clark in the sixth because people have taken them off the board due to that medical. I still think he can play. So we will uh, we will see. 49ers have just picked. Again, nobody of, of consequence here for the Lions. I hope... I hope some of you, I, I know, um, you know, the first couple of days, me and Chops just recorded from an hour before the draft days got started all the way through. Uh, we threw some of that podcast content out. It was different, you know, obviously when I'm usually working my draft room, my boards and whatnot, it's just me and then, you know, I jump on with a buddy or texting in between where this year with all the talking and the walking around and the working and the chops doing one thing, me doing another, it definitely was different. So even today on day three where I'm just working the computer, the Google sheet, 
Um, hopefully a lot of you guys at least dipped your toe in and saw what we were doing there. We're going to try to build off that in the future. Really think it's a fun way. I know there's NFL.com and ESPN and all those other sites where you can, you know, dive in and sort of see, um, you know, you can see who's getting taken and whatnot. But the point of our Google Sheet is, is it's Lions focused and it's real time. You know, basically be right as they make the pick. You see it on the overall sheet. You see it on the best player available or our rankings tabs. You see our team, the team needs being, um, you know, easily shown on the different tabs. So it's just a good way to follow the draft and to um, help you guys out there sort of. Hey, who's available? Who do you like? What's going on uh, at this point for for your team, which is the Detroit Lions? So I hope you check that out. It's a lot of work, but it was a lot of fun this year, sort of getting together and definitely make some adjustments and get it rolling next year. So I'm actually going to jump on the old Twitter machine right here and give a little uh, get my on the clock pick ready so I can I can do that. Um, Want to be able to have a full draft class of guys I took live on the clock. Here at 174, so just a couple picks before the uh, the Lions come up. I'm going to put in, well, put in Beavers here just uh, as my pick and kind of wait and see if he's still available. This kid is 6'3", 240-plus pounds, 114 overall. Now, if you're just doing by, like, the rankings, this Kingsley and Igbari is 6'4", 260 as an edge player and uh, 57 to 114 is a pretty big differentiation so you could definitely justify taking an Igbari here even Barno is more highly ranked and had crazy um, athleticism so you know I just feel like I've been preaching hey you know linebacker you know we don't need it every round with every pick and it's one I waited now until end of round five. So I feel like it's a good time to address it as well as um, as it just, it just seems like value. He seems like a good football player to me. And worth the, worth the pick at this point. Again, Clark to me is, Intriguing. It was highly ranked before this whole back thing came up, but he could be off people's boards totally due to medical. I, I don't know that, obviously, but I think he'd be an intriguing guy just as a flyer, went to LSU, you know, did some things. It it just seems like that would be worth it to me, you know. Trying to type out this text here. Throw the old Detroit Kool-Aid hashtags with the Lions stuff on there as well. Just try to do that just so it gets out to more people and people can kind of see what uh, I'm throwing out there. Again, real personal guy or private guy in my personal life, but I I definitely am trying to get more stuff out on Twitter, promote the show. Sometimes people are like, why do you... uh, you know, send the show out as much or do this or do that. And it's like, cause that's the only way that I get it out is by putting it out and trying to get those hashtags and trying to get people to share it, you know? So all you guys that send it around, I really appreciate that. Um, helps just get the word out. Hey, there's another lion show. If you want to check it out and we feel like we're able to connect and keep people once they give us a listen and hear us talk ball, but hear us laugh and have some fun as well. So all that kind of stuff. But, uh, 
let's let's go ahead and look at this board. The Chicago Bears are on the clock, and then it's the Raiders, Cowboys, and Lions. So, see, looks like Jared, uh, Jordan Davis wearing 90 with Philly. We've got Trayvon Walker is going to rock the 44 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So it looks like people are getting numbers in. And as a side tangent, like, I'm hoping that Jamison Williams gets a swaggy number that looks good on him. That's one that people, so they can buy that Jersey. He, um, he was there the other day and he was looking at his helmet in a photo I saw and he had like a tinted visor already and a cool looking helmet. Um, he's, he's a little bit slender, like I say, but I could see him having the, uh, the wristbands on and, you know, some different gear. Um, gosh, I just can't wait to see this guy on the football field. You know, the only thing that worries me are, are the injuries and the fact of just, I almost need to see his skill set in Ford field with Jared Goff to be like, um, ultra, you know, over the, over the moon about it, because I, I saw what he did at Bama. You know, I know what he can do with his speed and with um, the type of things he could do with the football in his hands. But the Lions haven't had a dynamic talent like him since I can remember on the outside. You know, um, Calvin was a whole different type of body type player. Um, This guy has so much juice. It's crazy. So I think that uh, I think I just can't wait to watch him and the the hate that DeAndre Swift is getting, I mean, seriously, DeAndre Swift is a guy that, I mean, so electric. I feel like Swift and Jameson Williams will soon enough be by far the best, most box office, most you better game plan for these guys' team uh, players on our team. Quick, you know, like... They just, they're different breeds, man. The way they run, the type of moves they can do, the acceleration they have. So I'm I'm mostly excited to have that type of pairing. And Jared Goff just better be able to, with these new weapons. And, I mean, can you imagine Jamison Williams, DJ Chark, um, Hawkinson, and Swift all on the field at once? I mean, that puts us right in that mix as a top type offense. And yeah, you still got Josh Reynolds. I keep forget. I keep not even mentioning for whatever reason, Amon Ra in the slot or wherever you want to put him. So put the two to put the big boy Chark on the outside, put Jameson Williams on the outside, put Saint on the inside in the slot, put Hawkinson either on the line or in the slot and, and get Swifty in the backfield I mean, there's so much you can do because Swift can come out and catch it. Hawkinson can look like he's blocking and then run a seam. You can throw it up over the top to Chark. You can, you know, take the top off the defense with Jamison and run Saint out with an under under ball. I mean, it's just so much you can do. I feel like Brad Holmes has done an incredible job taking it from a ho-hum. Why is Khalif Raymond and, you know, uh, Gosh, I can't even remember, you know, some of the guys who were running out there, Tom Kennedy's of the world, why are they out there running routes? Now I think every every play you're going to have players that are exciting, have special skill sets, and yeah, we all know there's going to be injuries, there's going to be things that come up, but I feel like they have a very explosive, young, exciting offense, and, and they put a lot of assets into this defense, so... Um, you know, if you go on our Google sheet, you can see the Lions' current roster. I mean, 
their their front line is, is loaded, you know, with young uh, talent with with upside. You've got guys at the corner position, Ao, Ify, and Okuda that we've never had that type of three, four, five guys in the mix that can all play. You get to the back end now. You got Deshaun Elliott, Tracy. You know, you've got Kirby, Joseph, and then you've got guys like Jalen Elliott and guys like that that are more of a meat and potatoes type players. You also have Will Harris still on the roster, which, you know, he was always getting roasted, toasted, and extra crispy, but maybe now they can put him more in a role, whether it be corner type, whether it be a blitzer, instead of having him play in the back end with Tracy. That just has not worked on so many levels. So I feel that uh, the Lions are finally making a change to um fix that you know put will hire somewhere else and and let uh let kirby and, and tracy and and elliot figure it out you know on the back end and and they may even add another player one thing and the lines are about to come up but i want to throw this out so the lines put in an offer for debo samuel you know not only was that a, a high you know draft resource type offer but that tells me they were willing to pay him at least 25 plus mil per if you're going to put an offer and be serious about it right so they have 20 to 30 million marked that they can use in regards to you say well they only have this much cap space like when i mean that i mean over the length of a contract you could give a guy a 25 million dollar or less deal and the first year could be four, eight million, you know, on the books, and then it escalates from there in regards to the cap hit and whatnot. But that shows me that they are not done. The Lions are not done. They are going to make a move of some sort. It's not going to be as high dollar value as Debo will be, but it will be a move after the draft to acquire someone that still they're going to have to pay a bit for, and they're going to have to you know, do some things that maybe people don't expect. Cause you, why would you make that move, not do it or not have San Francisco agree and then just sit on that. You obviously had that um, and wanted to use that to better your football team. So, and again, it doesn't have to be one player. They could take that money they were considering giving to Debo and give it to two, three guys to help this team as well. So, um, you know, Raiders just picked, the Cowboys are on the clock, and then it's the Lions, and, and really not many of the people I mentioned to you guys have come off the board. So either I'm missing the boat on some of these names, or as we see in the NFL draft every year, players that I value or that are ranked high or the experts in the media are talking about are not guys that the NFL values very much. So very intrigued here to see who they will get and again picking at 177 and 181 i i will just stay on the uh the microphone here as we make both of those picks you'd love to maybe get a beavers and mckinley or you know enigbari at that point or you could go Justin Ross, like, I just don't see that being a pick. But, like, had they not kept Reynolds and company around, like, Ross is that big body with speed and, or with – he has just kind of like a A.J. Green feel to me when I watched him. 6'4", 210, long-ass arms, just sort of plucks the ball out of the air is what I saw from him. So, 
I think that he's just very intriguing at this point in the draft if you're looking for a receiver of that size. But the Lions just, you can't add anymore because you're going to have to get rid of guys. And they like the grit from, you know, Khalif Raymond. So I just don't see that being um, a way they go. But I'm still going to leave him on my board as a maybe. And maybe I'll dip into him in my live picks uh, in, in round six if he's still around. But uh looks like the pick is in for Dallas. We'll see what they do. I've got my finger on the button to send out the Oakery live on the clock picks of Darian Beavers, outside linebacker, Cincinnati, Bearcats. So Cowboys could probably use a backer. You know, they got rid of a few guys and, you know, everyone's putting Micah Parsons in the Hall of Fame. You know, to me, he's still a dumb knucklehead weirdo that has crazy athleticism and played awesome this past year but it's like you can get excited about it Cowboys fans you can say wow we got the defensive rookie of the year look at us okay let's see what he does in year two let's see if he stays healthy let's see if this guy doesn't go AWOL one of these years with kind of his odd personality and he's just a kid in a man's body you know so I'm I'm not freaking out about that Micah Parsons is the greatest defender since Lawrence Taylor or, you know, that we've ever seen. It's He came on the scene and balled out last year and showed crazy athleticism and ability to get to the quarterback. You know, congratulations. But they still need guys that can run, tackle, read, rather than just uh, explode upfield like Parsons does. So we'll see what they do here. They They could take they could take my guy. And then I'd have to make an adjustment. I think it'd be pretty easy just to flip over to McKinley at this point or or even go just based on the rankings and go get an edge rusher to go with Hutch as part of my picks. But Evers, I'm not going to lie to you guys, kind of been a guy that there were all these other options or if I would have addressed it earlier, he wasn't one of the guys at the top of my list or a guy that I watched a bunch of tape on quote unquote but the rankings there the team fits there the needs there for the lions i haven't taken a backer there's not many other ones i like past him and clark and company so that's kind of what my thinking is at this point feel pretty good about it put a lot of you fans to uh to ease as well oh they took a linebacker woo <laughs> you know, like we can't live without him. But uh, Derek Barnes, Anzalone, a kid like Beavers, you know, some of their other depth players they have, Board, the guy they got from the Ravens. You know, these are guys that they might like, and they just took Damone Clark right before the Lions. So that's too bad because I'm pretty sure Shep would have liked to uh, to have that as his guy. Obviously, I mentioned him. You didn't know how long you could wait. The Dallas Cowboys scoop him up, and uh, the Cowboys have another LSU linebacker there that they took the year or two previous that tumbled down the board. So a little combo meal that they might work out there. Go ahead, and I'll send out the uh, Oakry pick here. I feel pretty good about it. You know, Beavers is one of the guys that Jeff Risden from USA Today Lions Wire put out as well. So that's another check for me if, if he's got him on a short list and others have talked about him and he seems decently uh, ready. The Lions waste no time 
seconds after they go ahead and turn in this pick. So let's go ahead and listen to what the NFL Network's talking about and what this pick might the be for Lions. Is, is how, how does that affect the ability, though, of Eric DaCosta and the Ravens to figure out? Because at least all, everybody there has signed a contract that the the team can plan for, right? I mean, when you franchise tag a quarterback, there's there's that no year to real. year, right? You that know what I mean? Number that number is real. real and real as it can get. So how does that hamstring a team trying to build a roster in that regard? Yeah, well, it, you think about the benefits we talk about all the time of having that rookie quarterback contract and having a low number there, and you can build up the rest of your team. You can pay your veterans. When you get to the point where you have a franchise number, that whole number goes against your cap. It makes it very hard to function outside of that. So it behooves both parties if you want to get a deal done you want to be together there's motivation for both sides to get it done but it tells you also it's almost counterintuitive because you think older quarterbacks veteran quarterbacks are ones that win super bowls but the way the system's set up your guys got to win one early before you have to pay that person and now it changes the structure of your team so as you're building around him right yeah. you got to get that thing done pretty fast or at least be on that track and get that team in place before you have to pay him. And the market is very interesting. When Deshaun Watson got that deal, all guaranteed for what he was coming into that deal for, it made a lot of different eyebrows raised around the league, and Steve Bashotti was very vocal at the league meetings, surprised by the number, and that you're going to reward that player with, with no playoff success and with what he's going on off the field. Now what does the bar do for Lamar, who not only has an MVP award, has won a playoff game, and is beloved, and not only in the building, but in that city, like Lamar Jackson is Baltimore right now. He knows it. And the salary cap's only going higher with these new media deals. Lamar might be doing what Joe Flacco did a few years ago. Bet on himself, and let's see what happens at the end of the season. But that was the issue. Bashadi. All right, so obviously NFL Network's talking about QBs. I was hoping they'd get to announcing the Lions pick and maybe showing some stuff on them. It did come in. It is James Mitchell, tight end, Virginia Tech. 6'3", 242 pounds, senior, kind of 173-ish on our default rankings overall board. Not a guy that I know much about or that I've spent time on. Again, you did see me address tight end in my previous pick there in the late third round because I did think it was something they needed. They must, you know, like this guy. And uh, have a plan for him. But I I don't know. I feel, I don't know, another need addressed, I guess. But I hadn't heard any big things about uh, James Mitchell there as a ball player. Usually Virginia Tech has some of those um, athletes, you know. So I'm curious to see if he's like a pass catcher or if he's, um, you know, somebody that brings some other things to the table. But. Lions have went tight end here at 177, and the Cowboys have picked. So we are now in round six. Lions are coming right back up here, too. It looks like the Packers have traded. First pick into... Look at my list. 180 looks like it's the the first pick there in round five. Packers are up at 179, so I 
of the Packers. Let's see if they... Yeah, they traded the last pick of round five here with doubt. Oh, no. Nope. I got it mistaken. So they traded with the Colts at 179 to get in here to round five. Let's go ahead and click on this James Mitchell. See what Lance Zerline has to say about him. Zerline's a guy I like to listen to on pods and stuff when he's talking draft. I, I feel like he's... Got a good hang on it. He definitely has his swings and misses as well. We so. love meeting and hyping up draft prospects. And we're going to do on. that right now. Hey, Adams, that's the whole NFL.com where they just start playing videos out of nowhere. But uh, just looking over James Mitchell, you know, uh, they have him as a 5.92, which says average backup or special teams type player. Looks like he did... Uh, he did an interview with GMFB, which is something that says Mitchell was a fault four-time All-American tight end in high school. Lance Zerline had him as a round five type player, so it's it's value when you look in that range. Yeah. Doesn't have a comparison for him, it doesn't look like. A lot of times he'll have a player comp of some sort. Like he has strengths as a run blocker. Sneaky fast, competitive and tough. So looks it looks like a run blocking type tight end with a little bit of ability to do other things. It's kind of just at a quick look of James Mitchell from Botech. So we'll we'll see what he does. Um I guess coming back around, I'm gonna have to get my uh on the clock pick. Kingsley and Igbare just went to Green Bay, who we'll jumped back in to get him, so that's definitely value based on the rankings we have and the things we know. So intriguing there. Another player for the NFC North at good value that was sitting there on the board. Let's flip this over to round six. And going. I feel like the Lions, now they've addressed, let me just think about what they've addressed. Edge, wide receiver, interior rusher safety and now a blocking type tight end just give them some depth there a player they must like because the lions are on the clock so i'm waiting for this bills pick to come in um let's go ahead and queue up my clock picks here i'm probably going to turn in the cars now that enic Barry is gone Go ahead and turn in that card for my boy McKinley. Man, I love him. I just feel like he's he's a ball player. So gonna be a double dip on safeties for me. I get it, but the Lions sure hadn't addressed that position whatsoever. So Vernon McKinley will be my on the clock pick for my draft class here. He's 5'10, 196. Safety, bunch of leadership. Really good, um, I don't know, just good value at this point. And a guy that I, I always seem to jump off when I watched him on tape and just seems like that leader of your defense. Oh, the Lions have traded out. Now the Eagles are up on the clock, so we drop down to 188. See if they picked up a seventh that got taken away from us uh, in this draft. So, everybody... I've been talking for a bit now in 30, 40 minutes, whatever it is, to get that other pick in. 
take a quick pause and then I'll come back on as we get closer to uh, 188 if the Lions stay there. Everybody, we'll be right back. All right, what's going on, everybody? Um, I was getting caught up on some things. We're literally one pick away from the Lions here at 188. Um, you know, there hasn't been a ton of people that went off the board. Uh, Darian Beavers did go off the board. Um, I did some reading up on him. I mean, Lance Zerline doesn't really like him. He's sixth, seventh round, throwback, big thumper type backer is kind of how he had him pegged. I was tweeting out earlier that or telling Choppy that I'm not a big fan of these thumper throwback linebackers. So that shows you that at times I don't have the best pulse on some of these guys. And I'm sure Zerline has a little bit better feeling than me because he does this all day, every day for a living. Um, kind of disappointing that Clark went off the board, the linebacker from LSU, because I thought that was a sneaky value um, just based on what they want to do. But here um, for my Oakry on the clock picks is my draft class. I'm going to go with McKinley still. He's still out there. We got one more pick to go with the 49ers. I'm pretty settled in on that. Um, Amari Barno is an interesting prospect from Vodtech for an athleticism standpoint. The Lions obviously went with a backup type tight end. So they still could use linebacker, corner. Um, what else? They've added to their front line, you know, could they double dip on safeties, uh, kind of like I'm about to do here. Uh, you could always add another back if you want to, running back, uh, even even Carson Strong. I'm going to go on record right now. Carson Strong at 6'3", 215, big-time passer, kind of a – feels like a career backup type player to me, but the fact that he can wing it around and if he can get his knee right and and – you know, he's a, he's a pocket passer. You're not going to get anything in the run game, but I don't mind his talent from a, a throwing perspective. So I thought I had heard rumor that the Lions really liked him, and some people probably two months ago or so had Carson uh, uh, Strong at 32 to the Lions, and that made me throw up in my mouth a little bit. But here at uh, 188, I, I might consider that based on the quarterback value. He's probably better than Blau or Boyle uh, pretty quickly. So that's something to consider as well. Yeah, The Jack Sanborns, the Mike Roses of the world are still out there. Justin Ross, you guys have heard me talk about him. I don't know. I, there's also been, you know, lots of things written about them maybe taking an interior lineman here later just to sort of get a year under his belt. But, I mean, I always feel like you can figure that out. And I know Logan Stenberg hasn't played at all. I can't ex assume he would ever just come in and be okay after four years of doing nothing. But, you know, Hal Vitae's spot is obviously somewhere they could take a guy and then just sort of pluck, pluck him in, uh, plug him in once uh, – once he gets up out of here, something to consider. So, I don't know. Carson Strong, my guy Ken, uh, McKinley at safety if they want to double dip. Got, um, you know, skill guys if you want to take a take a run at somebody like that. Or they have a running back that they, they love. Tyler Batty out of Missouri is a pass-catching type. Um yeah, I think the quarterback uh, is intriguing here. It's not something that I was going to do with my picks, but it's something that they might want to consider for the Lions. Still waiting on this 49ers pick here on the uh, TV feed and the website. So 
what happens. Pick is in for the 49ers. Not my guy, so I'm going to go ahead and tweet out McKinley here. That's my pick. Somebody that you guys know. If you've seen my mock drafts, I've loved since day one. I was usually getting them anywhere from rounds five through six type of thing. Here we're getting him in the uh, upper portion of the sixth. I like that value. I feel like Choppy spent high picks on Kyle Hamilton and Brisker. I feel like I got a guy like Brisker who loves ball and can thump and do some things. And then I got a guy like McKinley who's a bit smaller, but um, heat-seeking missile, run around, make some plays. So that's where I'm going. The Lions pick is in. Again, they waste no time on the clock. They don't want anyone to call them ever. So we'll see what they do. Hopefully it's a it's a player for a position of need that we have at least discussed. Linebacker. Malcolm Rodriguez from Oklahoma State. Okay. Let's let's see what see what Zerline says about this guy. <laughs> Again, not on my radar really whatsoever. Got him as a good backup with the potential to be a starter. Malcolm Rodriguez here. So that's a that's a good grade, good prospect grade from from Zerline. He gives him a round four projection as well as a NFL comparison of David Long. So I like that. Team captain, brain for defense. What else does he say here? Forced 13 fumbles during his career. You got to like that. Excellent, excellent body composure uh, and balance. Made 397 tackles over the last four years. So it looks like a, another, you know, filled a need, obviously, with linebacker. Got a player that seems to be smart, productive, and has a has a head for the ball game. So, you know. No, no real issues with that. He is he, see what it says about him here real quick. Malcolm Rodriguez, kind of on our default rankings. He's a redshirt senior, 158th overall. You're getting him at 188 here in the NFL draft. So, yeah, do not. Uh, do not mind it. Looks like a kid that uh, can play some linebacker. You know, um, Amari Barno went right after, who is the uh, athletic specimen. But as we know and as we've seen, man, Brad Holmes is trying to find good guys, culture fits, smart, love the game, productive, you know, all those type of things. He's not ultra worried about how fast you ran or what you did. I mean, I feel like he goes to traits more early but as the draft goes on it's much more this guy interviewed well i love him he his coaches love him he's he's a good teammate he played well so you know that's probably where malcolm rodriguez falls team him up with anzalone Derek barnes um, on down the list at linebacker and uh got yourself another body that you know played four years makes plays turns the football over smart i like it so Everybody, that was pick at 188. 
Lions come back on the clock around 218 here at the bottom of the sixth. They did make the trade with the Eagles to trade out of 181. So they moved down to 188, and they got 237, 238, whatever you want to call it, because the Saints have a forfeited pick in that mix. So kind of throws the draft order off, but... 237, 238, whatever website you're looking at will be the Eagles pick that we picked up there. So they do have a seventh round pick now, which is a a nice thing to get that back. So everybody, go ahead and sign off. I'll jump back on, give you my thoughts on the next pick, and uh, we'll finish out this draft here shortly. So thanks, everybody. I'll be back. All right, everybody. This goes out to my fantasy football fans out there. Now, you probably heard about Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners can build and manage their fantasy team like a real NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? I mean, we're talking free agency, multi-year contracts, rookie drafts, multi-team trades. You could put franchise tags on guys. Uh, It's as close as you're going to get to being an NFL GM. But do you think it sounds complicated? It's not. I'm here to tell you it's the best thing about Reality Sports Online is it's just more fun than your normal fantasy league, but it doesn't take barely any more time. After all this, are you still not sure? I mean, come on now. You can test your general manager skills by going over to Reality Sports Online, call it RSO. Please go check out realitysportsonline.com right now. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, what's going on? We are in round six. Coming up to pick... 17 to 18, however you have it on your board. Like I say, the uh, the numbers get a little off based on some things. But the NFL.com up here has it as uh, 217 coming up for the Lions. And there's some interesting people on the board. You know, it's uh, this is the point of the draft, the last few picks where, you know, Common fans that keep a little eye on it are kind of, eh, you know, but even myself who loves to dive into it, you know, who knows what the NFL is looking for. The The biggest thing, and I think I told Choppy this on day one or two when we were chatting, is that, you know, sitting down with these guys, like the scouts that actually get to meet them and figure out what they're about and watch them consistently that's that's an easy way to weed out a lot of these guys that don't fit or don't come across the way you need or you know you can't really just watch and hear some things from the media nobody in the media is really talking about four five six seventh round guys uh in-depthly but you know Connor Hayward just went to the Steelers or about a you know five six picks away from the Lions here at this point and 
you know, some of the guys I've taken um, with my Oakry picks still have not gone. A few of them went, you know, soon after they uh, that I I picked them because uh, they were available. They went soon after, so you, you just never know is the is the point of it. But before we get to this Lions pick, I give a quick recap. So they went ahead and took. Uh, Malcolm Rodriguez, I believe it was, um, uh, linebacker from Oklahoma State. You look into him a little bit more, very productive last year, a lot of tackles, a lot of turnovers, a lot of tackles for loss, lots of forced fumbles. You know, all the things you hope for seems to be a really good um, probably fit, both character and production at a position of need, so you can't really hate on that. And... I mean, the tight end, I haven't really got to dig into the tight end yet. I know Logan Lamrandier from Sports Illustrated All Lions said that, um, you know, he was productive, then hurt, and then it sounded like he was right in that range of where you might take him with some upside. I did see a tweet, too, that he um, has a coming off an ACL, I believe, and he said he should be good to go in June. So, yes, another hurt player, but somebody that's about ready to come out of that and uh, start being able to play football again. So, while I'm chatting with you guys here on the call, I'm still going to figure out how to put this out for pod or how to get this to certain Kool-Aid drinkers that support the show. But uh, I'm also keeping the picks updated and whatnot. So, I'm just looking, you know, Patriots, Rams, Bills, just kind of selected here recently. So, just getting those. In my queue here, nobody really that I had on the tip of my tongue of guys I had to have necessarily. Rams did take Kyron Williams, a running back from Notre Dame a while back, who was a guy that I thought had some pass-catching ability, so we'll see if Stafford and company are able to do anything with him. As far as the Lions go in these targets, a couple guys I have still on my list that I would consider if Brad Holmes really wants to get crazy and take a risk and bolster this offense and give Jared Goff more hope and take a guy that if he doesn't work, it's not a huge deal now in the sixth, but if he does, it would be nice. Justin Ross, ride receiver from Clemson. You don't find guys that are 6'4", 210, can make plays the way this kid can catch the football. Mike Rose, outside linebacker from Iowa State, still a guy I like at this point. Jack Sanborn, the inside backer from Wisconsin, is still available. I told you guys I think the Lions like, or they were mentioned with Carson Strong. The more I thought about that since the last time I mentioned that here on the pod, I can't, unless he's just a kind of a career backup and a thrower, sometimes those guys seem like such a wasted pick because... Carson Strong going to rally the troops? Is he going to be a guy that you got to play for? Is he going to be somebody that, you know, is a guy you're going to want to ever start? I mean, with the medical issues he has too. So the value seems good here. But the more I thought about it, I'm like, I'm never wanting him to be the guy. So why draft him? You know, when I can draft corners, linebackers, things like that. The other player that this actually came in from at Chops in the D, he uh, said that he was intrigued by Josh Job, cornerback Alabama. And I think that is a decent football player at this point. You know, he's 
He's up in the the low, you know, 110, 112 type ranking. Overall, we're picking at 217 here at this point. So I think that's um, well worth the value, adding another corner, a guy that can possibly cover lots of players throughout the NFL to cover, so um, protects you from injury. I also just moved another guy over to my maybes. Again, if you want to plug that interior lineman and somebody that might gel with our current guys that we have, Thayer Munford from that school we shall not speak of that got whooped by the Michigan Wolverines is still out there and is a consideration if they wanted to beef up the interior for the future. But I'm leaning much more towards, you know, Job Ross or another linebacker, to be honest, with my with my Oakry on the clock picks, which, again, are not my predictions of what the Lions will do. I saw a couple people out there when I put them out saying I was wrong or I didn't have a clue. And it was like, yeah, because I'm not projecting what they're going to do. I'm building off what I did. So. Um, just got to think it over a little bit. Looking at the board here, it doesn't look like the Rams took any of the guys I've mentioned. Falcons as well, so those guys are still available. Go ahead and uh, update this real quick. Let's go ahead and the Falcons took a tight end. I think a lot of people out there like what the Lions have done. You know, it's um, you just can't wait to see these guys on the football field. Obviously, some of these late guys you can take flyers on and you can kind of hope that they have upside rather than assuming like those top few picks that not only they can make your team, those are five-year-plus investments type of thing. So that's why I'm considering a Justin Ross at this point because – there's still the back concerns. There's still he was really productive, and then the last couple of years you haven't seen as much, so that you you have to consider that as well. But it will be fun. Another wide receiver, especially if one of our Chark Reynolds, bigger body, you know, slender types goes down, you could plug in a kid like that and maybe get this not the same production, but not have that huge drop off. But saw another interview with Jameson Williams. I mean, he was really, really short again with the wonderful Danny Rogers. Uh, she worked as hard as she could to do a good interview with them. I mean, he still seems like a if he, a cool guy, but he, gosh, he's, he's very short with his answers. He comes across very, uh, very rough on the, on the surface level, but maybe that's going to be great because his last answer was, wait till we get playing just wait till i'm out there then you'll know you know who's kind of like i'm gonna show you just wait and, and you gotta like that mentality that's for sure look through the board a little bit trey turner speedy wide receiver still available carlson rambo shout out to brian ives he's out there somewhere watching listening he uh that's his guy from the u mikhail wright still out there cornerback as well and then you're starting to get dicey here in 6th, 7th round in regards to what's available. But the Lions only have this pick and then one more selection. I wouldn't assume that they trade to get any more 7ths. And it's always fun to see who they get as undrafted free agents because 
that is definitely more traits or guy that fell out due to injury or guys that they love that nobody else knows about. So obviously keep an eye on what they do there. So looking at the board, another pick or two has come in. Still none of the guys I mentioned have went off the board. So I'm going to get my pick ready here based on I've done. I'm also still doing the Oakry Dynasty, which was like in 2017, 2018. We just said, hey, let's start drafting players, but not for the Lions, just straight up. You know, draft players straight up that you like. And it's fun to see because even if you draft players that you like, um, you don't get a ton of studs. So I'm still trying to piecemeal that team together fill some needs as well as just replace guys that i took maybe three four years ago that shown up to be complete bums (laughs) you know stuff like that so i haven't put those picks out on twitter or out verbally but they um they are on the google sheet if anybody ever wants to check out the team i built definitely definitely some studs in there i know the lions are coming right up so maybe after they pick I'll give you guys the lowdown on some of the, because I think I have like guys like DK Metcalf, some really good defenders, you know, Tua as my quarterback, you know, things like that that I built with some of those highest picks, but some of those middle rounds or some guys that I remember being real high on, man, they've washed out for sure. So um, we got the Cardinals, the Colts, and then the Lions. Uh, the Cardinals pick is in, so we'll see what they go with here. I guess I personally am leaning towards Josh Job, cornerback Alabama, based on his rating, the need, the fact that I've already taken linebacker, safety, tight end, edge, and wide receiver. And, and yeah, one thing I know is that you definitely don't have to take one of each, you know, hey, here's our needs, and here I'm going to fill them one by one. No, I mean, it even took Brisker and McKinley, so I've double-dipped on safeties. But in the real world, if I could have Brisker, McKinley, Deshaun Elliott, Tracy, Will Harris, Elliott, um, Jalen Elliott or whatever, that that's a nice little mix of, of guys I currently have and bolstering it by two or three is, is something to consider when you're that thin and, and light at the position. Cardinals have selected. They selected a guard, so everybody's still up there for the Lions. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Justin Ross goes undrafted. You know, that just seems odd to me, but it, it could happen. Um, he's very highly ranked, and he's big, and he's athletic, so I would think somebody would uh, would, would make that pick that, that needs a receiver. But, yeah, I'm going to stick with Job at cornerback here. And in the seventh round is when I may get kooky and take the receiver, take the quarterback, take another linebacker like Sanborn that has some production and just sort of finish it out that way. What the Colts do here right before the Lions? So one thing I'm so glad about going all the way back to the Hutch pick is everybody knew a lot of us are on board with that. And you can overthink it and say, oh, this guy's more athletic. This guy's more upside. But 
he loves it here, born here. The coaches love him. He's well-spoken. He's intense on the football field. He's productive, you know. There's so many things good about this guy. Like it's just a it's a slam dunk for the Lions. It's great to have him here. And that's almost a a great way to have Jameson Williams because Hutch is gonna be the face. He can talk, he can um get everybody fired up uh, verbally, and Jameson Williams is just gonna be so fun to watch. Such a dynamic player come game day, come practices, um hopefully throughout his career here. That I just can't wait for that. I mean, that's going to put everything to bed once they start using him and getting him the ball and he just catches a six-yard curl and then houses it. That's going to be going to be real fun to watch. So the Colts have picked Curtis Brooks, defensive tackle Cincinnati. So I'm going to go ahead and get this Josh Joe pick in. Shout out to Choppy who threw that out there. He was... You know, in the mix for me as well. But uh, once he said it, I looked at it a little more. And and the fact that I hadn't taken a corner, Mikhail Wright was the other guy that I was kind of considering at that spot, depending on if I wanted to go there. Obviously, I've ignored that position throughout the draft. And you can never have enough corners. So, heading that in right now. Hit it on Twitter. You guys can find me at Derek Oakry. R-E-K-O-K-R-I-E. Definitely always try to document those because the fun thing about Twitter, too, is it's it's undefeated. You know, you can always go back and, and see when stuff was put up, what it was. It's probably a good amount of these picks where guys will end up not being good pros or not lasting. And people can beat me up on those if they want. But at least I put it out there. You know, I put out the pick. I don't wait till six months later or two years later and say, oh, yeah, you know, that guy was a bum. Like, I'm on record of I would have taken him if I'm Brad Holmes and see what happens. And obviously he has a lot more information than me. He's been in scouting for years and years. I do this as a, a passion project as well as something that just really intrigues me. And it's been a fun process again this year. It's just crazy to add all these young guys to our football team. Lions rushed their card in again. They run the clock for 20 seconds. The pick is in. <laughs> we'll see who they take. Again, for some reason, it's just always more fun when a name comes up and you're like, not only do I know that guy, but I at least had him somewhere on the radar. When it comes up and you're almost unsure of who that is or why, or especially when it's not even a need to, you're like, oh, you know, but that happens every year. Every year with the Lions and every year in the draft, it's sort of you get a handful of those where – you can't understand why they took the position, who the player is. And again, there's only 262 picks. There's only we're from four to 600 draftable type guys out there in the, the internet that you can find. I mean, a lot of these websites will only deal with 200 to 300, you know, that they feel are draftable. So you would think, oh, you almost know every guy or feel decent about knowing something about them. But, yeah, there's there's still plenty of these guys that just come across and you're like, don't know, didn't spend any time on them. That wasn't a target of mine, you know, even if – but you always hope they they end up being good. You know, it would be great if a guy gets picked, you have no idea who he is or he was way down on your list and didn't spend any time watching his, his film, highlights, whatever, and – comes and plays great in Detroit. I mean, that's 
tremendous for the football team. I'm not that worried about trying to be right or trying to say, look at me at the end of the day. It's like as long as the guy comes in and the coaches like him and he develops and he plays well on Sundays, Thursdays, Mondays, I'm good with it. Definitely good with this. So still waiting on this Lions pick right here. We'll see what they do. Open for a need position, whether it be corner, backer, another safety, another skill guy. Like they haven't addressed the, they went with the backup tight end, but pretty defense heavy, which I know makes a lot of people happy because you see how poor our defense was last year. Yeah, you don't recognize all the injuries or the fact that Levi wasn't really up to speed. Aquara tore his Achilles. You know, I'd expect that defense to be quite a bit better. I mean, I don't think that we have the type of absolute game changers and, and freak athletes that some of the other teams do that get tons of sacks or that you have to game plan for. But I think we're building kind of that Detroit Piston type defense where a good amount of solid players at different positions, bullies up front, and try to beat people that way. You know, that would be the... Uh, ideal thing you almost feel like the lions might have picked somebody that's a a name here because they're holding this for a long time you would think they would just put it out on the bottom line here but it's been sitting for quite a bit so i'm wondering if this is some type of big name that they want to talk about coming out of commercial break we'll see Back. Let's see if they'll talk about this live. I don't. 5G network of the NFL. Well, they say the NFL is the greatest reality show ever. Brianna and Toby, now man and lot wife. If you recall, last year at the Cleveland draft, Toby proposed <laughs> to Brianna on the stage, and now awesome. they in Vegas get married. Congratulations. Nicely done. My gosh, how do you take that turn from marriage to stump the truck? It's called a hard left, Rick. You just say. All right, they're going to stump the truck, which is always entertaining. But, I mean, come on. These guys don't even care about the players anymore. I really haven't dipped into the ESPN coverage at all. I'm not sure if ESPN is any better or worse. I try to hang tight with NFL Network because I like DJ and, you know, Eisen's pretty decent. He's kind of. Odd at times, you got P. Shrags, who likes to say fascinating every five seconds. But uh, obviously when Mayock was on there, I like Mayock. He's a get-off-my-lawn guy, as well as just uh, seems straight-up football, which I like. Um, yeah, they are holding this Lions pick, and the pick is in. James Houston, another edge player from Jackson State University. Lance Erline has him as an average backup or special teamer. He's 6'1", 241 pounds, senior. 6'1", 
sixth, seventh round prospect. I guess it looks like he might have a nickname called the problem. <laughs> uh, says he has high impact production at an impressive rate. Like he might have played at Florida. Amazing production in 2021. Undisciplined is says for weakness. Lacks ideal size and length as an NFL edge rusher. Jackson State. So it looks like this kid was, uh, I was just trying to see Jackson State. I think that's where Dion's at, Coach Prime. So it looks like uh, he went from Florida maybe to playing down there for a year. Um, had a productive year this year. Probably got a glowing review from Coach Prime and was drafted by Brad Holmes. So interesting. Another edge rusher. That's just kind of intriguing. They're just really loading up. On these guys, probably hoping to find guys that end up being able to make plays or have the body type, size, and ability that they like. But James Houston is the pick for the Lions at 217. He uh, comes in on our default general rankings of 251. But go ahead and, and plug him in and. See how he does. So, everybody, again, don't know how I'm going to piece this together. Maybe just put some sound bites or whatever, but did want to do those live picks. My pick was Josh Job, their corner from Alabama for the Oak Creek picks. So, everybody, take care. I'll jump back on in the seventh round. We'll do that one as well. All right, Lions fans, Detroit Kool-Aid drinkers, your boy Oakry. You guys can find me on Twitter at Derek Oakry. I'm back here. I'm hanging in round seven. We are at pick two thirty four. About a handful of picks away from the Lions. Uh, what looks to be their final pick at two thirty seven in the seventh round, where they were able to trade with the Eagles to get that selection after the NFL had ripped it away from us for the uh, Trinity Benson trade, I believe. Um, crazy. We are in the mid seventh round and Carson strong. The quarterback is still there. I kind of gave you guys my take on that previously. Justin Ross is still there. I'm kind of leaning in that direction just to, as a fun pick for my Oakry on the clocks is taking Justin Ross here in the end of the seventh round and seeing if he can be a, uh, average above average kind of traitsy receiver that could, um, be fun to watch. You also have Thayer Munford, who I mentioned, who's an interior guard from that school that got vanquished by the Michigan Wolverines. He's highly rated and seems like a guy you could kind of just plug in 
Once Hal Vitae is gone, a four-year starter. I couldn't really find if he played on the left or the right guard. But either way, they they can probably just flip him um, if they went that route. Mike Rose, a linebacker, is still there. I think my boy Verone McKinley is still there. He's still out there. Um, You know, those were some of the main ones against uh, Sanborn, the linebacker. Is somebody consider um, one guy that's buried away, and he's a linebacker, but he might be more of a rush player. Jesse Lucetta from Penn State. I I like this guy a lot, man. He had a lot of pop, a lot of juice at the Senior Bowl. It's kind of like where do you play him? And the Lions have obviously made their moves with some other players up front. I've taken the kid out of Cincinnati as my linebacker already. So I'm trying to piece together my draft and kind of seeing what they do. Oh, I got a, I got a nugget here about the kid out of Jackson state that we took. Like it's James Houston, outside linebacker edge player from Jackson state, six, one, two forty, red shirt, senior, you know, 251 here. Yes, it is the kid from Coach Prime, Deion Sanders' school down there, um, HBCU. I guess word is this kid was a five-star coming out. He is a, um, I think they said he went to Florida, or at least that was his first route, and then he got rerouted to uh, Jackson State. But this last year, he blew up. He looked incredible. Um, physically as well as in some of the drills they were showing. I think one of the announcers that I heard sort of said he was a, like can play all the positions. He didn't look like a middle-type backer to me. He looked like that outside rush player. Thickly built, ripped to shreds, big old arms, you know what I mean? So he kind of looked like a ball player. I know I'm going to serve up that Kool-Aid on all these picks and drink it in, but um, – he may have something there, you know, as a, as a very under-the-radar guy or a guy that was highly touted, went to a big school, went to a smaller school, and blew up last year, and then Brad Holmes scooped him up and says, I can do something with him. So we'll see. We'll see where he plays. I mean, didn't look like an outside backer to me, more of OLB edge, uh, like they call it, where you still have Charles Harris, Julian, Romeo. Um, you know, I'm sure Hutch will play out there as well, but... Thickly built beast of a football player is what I saw when they're showing him. So there's some positivity, some Detroit Kool-Aid about that pick. Uh, let me just get caught up here a little bit. We've got a few guys that went off the board. The Lions are two picks away or so. And my on-the-clock pick, that ready as well. I'm going to go. I know I I nailed the Jameson Williams at 12, but going with Justin Ross because I just remember seeing him before, like his first year and just in general, and he looked so silky smooth, so dynamic. I was like, this is the guy right here. And then obviously he fell off and had the injuries that I already mentioned, but I'm going to go ahead and go with that because it feels to me like a worthy risk at this point. You know, I think Carson Strong is a risk uh, we're taking for somebody as well just because of the quarterback and the way he throws it. But I just, I've always been, you know how they say like, oh, be in the quarterback business, draft one every year. I've always been much more of the draft one if 
he's got some unique traits and you think he could be a eventual starter and Carson Strong just I think he has competitiveness and can throw but I just don't I don't see his mobility or his ability to process and lead maybe as like NFL quality and maybe I'm wrong there maybe he's a good leader in the locker room and he obviously put up big numbers at Nevada and he had some good receiving talent and things to do it with but I don't know. I wouldn't hate it for sure if the Lions were like, hey, let's just take Carson Strong and see if he can beat out our other backups and see what we got for a year or two, you know. Um, but it wouldn't be a pick where you're all like, oh, I can't wait till Carson Strong gets to lead the Lions, you know. It'd kind of be like, eh, you know, if they still want to find that dynamic guy or roll with Jared Goff. Those are the two things that I would do. So the pick is in for the Chargers um, right before the Lions here. The Lions are, are on the clock at this point. I'm going to go ahead and send out this Justin Ross. I'm not going to overthink it. Jesse Lucchetta, to me, is the one that I'm debating. Like his game. Think that over for just a second, because I really do like Jesse Lucchetta. An outside edge more than a linebacker, so going to do it. Justin Ross, wide receiver Clemson. I got into a Twitter thing with people about him earlier where people were in love with him, and I said I the back, he's almost off my draft board, but he's not off my draft board in round seven. Um, you know, the Lions have a ton of receivers. I get it, but I would, wouldn't mind him at the bottom of my chart or, you know, as a specialty type guy. It's hard to keep him on the roster when you have a guy like Khalif Raymond who is going to be able to return kicks and the hustle guy and does some gadgety things. You know, I get that, but I'll just make it. it gives me two wideouts as part of my mix, and everything else is basically basically defense other than the tight end. So feel good about it. Actually, what's crazy, I'm just putting in my pick right now for the Rams here on the Google sheet. And as I looked over to the left, I put Dane Brugler's seven round mock that he did. And right here at uh, 236, I believe it is, he's got Justin Ross going. So I, I literally didn't see that till just now. So that's kind of crazy. But uh, the other thing that's crazy, I'll have to do this in a, in one of the podcasts, is... NFL teams, uh, I got 600 players on our ranking board here for that we, we put together, and a uh, lot, you know, good amount of players that are nowhere on this board are getting taken. So I know the NFL thinks they know, and hey, you know, this is guys a diamond in the rough, but when there's 600 guys and you're only making 262 picks, and I've got probably 15 guys that have already been taken that aren't anywhere on that list. That's pretty crazy to me, you know, so we'll have to do a pod segment about guys that were taken that were nowhere on our rankings, um, probably be the teams you would think of, you know, that are just basing on traits or we know better than everybody, those type of guys. But we'll see what the Lions do here. They're on the clock. It says the pick is in. Of course it is. I mean, we're not we're not messing around. We're not waiting. Brad Holmes ready to get up out of here. He's had a hell of a draft again for the Lions. and. Gosh, he's just loaded up on big-bodied, you know, uh, type football players that can get after the quarterback. Um, he added some offensive talent, edge rushers. You know, 
like what he's done from a needs and personal perspective. We got Chase Lucas here. The pick is in for the Detroit Lions. He's a cornerback, Arizona State. And he's 300 here on our ranking sheet, and they're taking him at 237. This would be 238. Um, you know, six foot, 175, senior. Let's see where um, Lance Zerline of NFL.com has this kid, where he grades him just as a little cross check before we get up out of here. Feels like the seventh round. If I was a GM, it feels like a nice chance to just sort of take a chance, you know, in regards to talent or have a fun pick at that point. It's not going to make or break your team, but Ace Lucas, cornerback. I mean, again, we had the Josh Jobs of the world. They could have taken that type of player. He's still available. Lance Zerline has him as a 5.8. That's about him here. Probably just a basic special team type depth player. You like the height, six foot, average backup, special teamer, four four eight forty, seventh round type prospect, team captain, leader in the secondary. You like seeing that. Agile feet, adequate poise on the deep ball. Weaknesses, thin frame. Says, uh, fails to close distance quickly when he gets beat. Struggles to hold his ground versus physical wideouts. So they must see something in him or think he can be a depth corner special teamer. That's why they took him at that point. So we'll see. I'll hear the interviews. Probably have some different takes. Probably have some Kool-Aid drinking takes about uh about a lot of these guys but everybody that's it for the 2022 nfl draft for the detroit lions unless they trade back in and make a selection but it's been fun the work paid off again obviously i'm not a draft expert but you guys enjoy hearing the kool-aid cast me and choppy for day one and day two um, three rounds of drafting, about 10 plus hours of talking, lots of Kool-Aid drinking, lots of arguments back and forth. Um, hopefully, if that uh, we put that out on the pod, it's entertaining. I know some of you guys have like listened to that round one um, mix-up that I did. And yeah, man, we'll uh, I'm gonna relax, kind of soak, drink the rest of this draft in, soak it in, read up on these guys. And then I'll be back on Wednesday, if not before, with some podcast content, some other thoughts. And before you know it, these rookies will be having rookie minicamp and the schedule is coming out. And before you know it, it'll be Lions training camp. We'll be back to football and this team's going to be fun to watch. Get after the quarterback, score some points on offense and get some W's. So everybody, I'll talk to you then right here on the Detroit Kool-Aid cast. Take care, everybody. I'm out. Back to back, start the plane. This game is over. It is over. What a comeback by the Lions. Drink it in, man.